6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Have you heard about this story from Hamilton, Ontario? That is where a teen has been arrested following a joint investigation between Hamilton Police, the FBI, and the United States Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force. Yeah, you heard that right. What is he alleged to have done? Well, police say the teen, and they're not revealing his age, hacked an American cryptocurrency millionaire's phone and, get this, managed to steal $46 million. Yeah, $46 million. He got caught. Ah, <laughs> oh, this story. He got caught when he used some of that stolen cryptocurrency to purchase an online username that was considered to be rare in the gaming community. Okay, let's find out how he did it. And, you know, can it happen to anyone? Well, not maybe all that money, but you know what I'm saying with cybersecurity expert and the CEO of Boceron Security, David Shipley. Hey, David, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good afternoon. All right. So we know that the team that was looking into this case was doing so for more than a year. It is believed to be the single biggest cryptocurrency scam involving one person in Canadian history, and it was done by something that's called a SIM swap attack. What is that? So um, many people use their phone number as a second factor for security. So in addition to having a username and password to access an account, they have a code that can be texted to them to do that. And that's what we call multi-factor or two-factor authentication. It's a security measure. Now the challenge is if your security measure is tied to your telephone and it's a mobile number, you can do with this SIM swap attack. And that is if you're on Rogers, uh, and I know you're on Rogers, I can call and say, hey, I, uh, I really need to move my account. I need you to move this number over to TELUS. I've just opened it up here. And you could social engineer uh, someone working at one of the call centers into making that change, and they would port your number. So all of a sudden, your, your cell phone doesn't work anymore. And if the criminal had done their homework and they had learned your password and your username, particularly if you reuse passwords, mm-hmm. then they had all the keys to unlock your digital safe. And to put this robbery into context, ahead of the interview, I did a little bit of homework, and the largest Canadian financial theft uh, prior to this was in the 1980s, and it was Merrill Lynch, and it was $68 million worth of security. So this kid is now the the second uh, highest financial theft by an individual, not just in digital theft, but of all time in Canadian history. Wow. So, you know, they managed to grab as much information from you as possible. It's really fraud, you know, by the sounds of it. Uh, they, they do this, this switch. Curious, could the mobile company that got talked into doing this the flip be in trouble on the hook at all oh that is tough to say i don't think there's any um case law or expectations or any of those things that might even create that liability um and so i'm not a lawyer uh so there's probably an army of lawyers who'll have to (laughs) sort through uh sort that through that particular case um but it it raises interesting questions and and if folks are looking well how do i avoid that kind of account because i use two-factor to protect my bank account it's not 46 million but it's everything i got (laughs) um app-based authentication is far better and so that's where you've got a code generated by an app like Google or Microsoft Authenticator or your bank app, and it's physically on your phone. So someone would have to physically steal your phone, and that raises the bar so high that most online criminals will go bother someone else. Sorry, David, what was that called? 
It's called app-based authentication. App so there's an app on your phone. So there's apps like Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator, and they generate little codes, or when you want to log in, a notification will pop up on your phone, and you can approve that, uh, that login at that time. <laughs> and so there's no way to hijack your phone number. So now I'm all worried thinking about the two-factor authentication I've been using for the past couple of years. Like, it's not good enough. It, and then that's the that's the thing is that security is a cat and mouse game, you know. Uh, and and we'll say this for most people, not journalists and not people with forty six million dollars in their account, uh, regular you know texting and two FA. Most criminals are not going to bother with you. Um, but if you're like a journalist friend of mine, Matt Gurney, uh, about a year ago, he had his phone hijacked for a sim swap swim sim swap attack. Can't say that fast. I know. Uh, now he's a journalist, so he didn't have forty six million, so they took as much as they could to buy Big Macs in Montreal. <laughs> Um, so, you know, uh, if you can use app-based authentication, do so. Uh, it, it's just stepping up and staying one ha- one step ahead of these okay. criminals. You know, I think it's really important, uh, a lot, and, 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 and the list of the most used passwords of this year just came out, and I'm going to get into that coming up because it's hilarious because you think we'd all learn something by now. But, David, this, this you know, it's, it's a reminder, this constant reminder of that we need to be using different passwords for different websites and different applications, and I suspect that a lot of folks aren't doing that. Well, we're creatures of habit, and we're tired, and we're busy, and we can remember one password, and we just change a couple things at the end because, you know, life, and and, and I totally understand that. Unfortunately, criminals completely get it, and they very much sympathize with your needs, and they're very happy that you don't change your passwords or randomize them across the different sites because what happens is they breach one of the sites that you use. It could be Mm -hmm. one of 200 sites, and they pass that pattern along, and their friend breached another site, and they're like, hey, this is pretty much the same password. Well, this is great. And then they go use that digital key to unlock everything. And that's how 600, actually 800,000 people had their CRA accounts locked during tax time was reusing passwords. Wow. All right. I know they said that about $7 million worth of this cryptocurrency in connection with the theft has been recovered. I wonder how much they'll get back. (laughs) And that is an interesting question. Uh, You know, as the uh, Bitcoin market rises and falls what is this ever going to end up with and uh, I mean this kid may be the luckiest person alive to ever get hit with the Youth Criminal Justice Act because yep. you know what, what consequences is he going to face I mean mm-hmm. he might be set for life this is like what going to college for him right out a couple of years I mean he'll never see a jail cell so uh, yeah I mean uh, we might see a wave of other teenage hackers uh, if this continues oh David uh, just uh, mind blown once again thank you for taking the time on your Friday night to join me this afternoon I sure appreciate it you're always welcome stay safe yeah you too david shipley is the ceo of boceron security he is a cybersecurity expert this is called a a sim swap um and and to explain they say just put it simply a sim swap attack sees a target's account being taken over by fraud these people gather as much information as possible then talk the mobile phone provider into switching the number over to a sim card controlled by the attacker it's fascinating stuff sounds fairly easy but i wouldn't have a clue how to do it so question for you in light of the fact that the awful password list has been released for 2021 and i wonder obviously why we haven't learned anything 
from what has been happening over the past couple of years. Is your password on this list? Let's get into that coming up.